Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I'm just so excited about this lesson. This, we titled this series, Gifted. It's only lesson two. And if you missed lesson one, that's free. You can, you can watch it online or uh, YouTube, Facebook. You can watch it again. Um, it's, a, it's a series about the gifts of the Spirit. And this is a really important part of the Word of God. And I think in a time like this, what we're going through, uh, all the uncertainties that are out there, um, you know, we have, we have a presidential election, we have COVID-19, we have peaceful protesters, we have anarchists that are kind of going in with them and starting buildings on fire. It's just an uncertain time in our nation. And I'll tell you what, people need, they, they need a touch from heaven. And that's what the gifts of the Spirit are for. We also have the Word of God, and, and you'll hear me allude to it over and over again. You and I can also show the love of God, which this world needs to see right now. Really, really important. The devil's trying to get us all caught up and angry and mad, and, and God wants us to show his love. So here's our theme scripture for this series, 1 Corinthians 12.1. Now about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, fellow Christians, I do not want you to be uninformed. I, I, I want you to understand them. This is a church that's already operating in gifts of the Spirit, so it's not like they don't know, but God for all times wanted the church in every generation to be able to read chapters 12, 13, and 14 and to understand these gifts of the Spirit. If you weren't with us last week, guys, talked about how, you know, some people believe they're not for today, and I think, I think we did an incredible job showing they, they are for today. Good churches, good denominations, but uh, they are for today. And then there's some of you who've never heard about them, so this will be really exciting. Others, you've seen some extremes, and so you're like a little afraid. I, I understand that, too. And I hope to address all that as we go through uh, this particular lesson and the lessons to come. And I want to open up with a story just to set the mood, okay? There were these three televangelists, Jim, Tony, and Dave. They had the biggest televangelist ministries in the world, hundreds of millions coming in to each of them. And they were buddies, so they're talking one day, and, uh, and Jim and Tony and Dave, they're like, who has the best ministry? Who has the most power? So they decided to have a contest to see who could work a miracle, who couldn't work a miracle. And uh, so they decided, let's, let's see if, who can walk on water. So they found a pond, and uh, they, they call their, and, and write to their followers, and they, they all have a couple hundred people come out. So Jim says, I'll go first. And he says to his followers, I need you to shout. I mean, just, just shout the, the, the voice of victory, and I need you to pray in tongues. And so Jim's followers do that for about 10 minutes, and Jim's filling it. And Jim goes up to the water, and he puts his foot on the water, and it doesn't sink. He, he literally is walking on water. He puts the next one, and he walks across the entire pond, and his followers are going crazy. So now it's Tony's turn, and Tony, uh, Tony said to his followers, he said, you know that keychain I gave you with holy water in it? He says, take out your keychain. Of course, it was for an offering they gave, and he says, splash yourself with it. Splash me with it, and then he says, I need you to write the biggest check you ever wrote, and so they're writing checks that should be their mortgage payment, so also writing these big checks, right? And the, Tony takes the offering, and Tony's filling it. Like, and so Tony steps on the pond. His foot doesn't go down. Next step, he walks across the pond. It's like, whoa. So then Dave's next. He's the only one that hasn't done it yet. And Dave says to his followers, let's just worship. So he says, let's sing two worship songs. Dave wanted the presence to fall. So they sing, and 
you know, God inhabits the praises of his people and the presence falls. Dave goes, puts his water and splash his foot in. He doesn't walk in water, puts the next one, splash. So Dave's frustrated. He said, I knew I should have sang four songs. He says, let's sing two more. And they sing, power comes, you know, presence of God is there, which is true. God's presence does inhabit praises. So Dave goes the second time, puts it, splash. Next foot, splash. So Dave's frustrated. And on the other side of the pond, Jim says to Tony, should we tell him where the rocks are? <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for an audience for that one. And... Uh, Tony goes, no, 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 let's have some fun with this. Guys, I'm really, really excited about this series, this lesson, but when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit, there's a lot of shenanigans, there, there's a lot of things that aren't, you know, are fake, and it can really turn us off, right? It can turn us off, and I, I hope to shed light on the real and just help us see what's real and what God really wants to happen with these gifts. So I have a big idea. Here's my big idea for this lesson. And this is what I want us to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. God gave nine gifts to provide divine freedom. And again, divine freedom is just emotion. It can be emotional, it could be physical. But think about the time we're living in. I can't tell you how many prayer requests I receive of people that are oppressed, hopeless, want to give up. They, don't, they can't go on anymore. We are in a climate that's stressful, right? Just COVID-19 by itself is stressful. I, I don't know about you. I've never walked through anything like this. And it's stressful. And it carries a lot of other issues with it, right? And so we have that. We have all the other things. And people, people need ministered to. And these gifts are designed to minister to people. Their emotions, their hearts, and even their physical bodies. So they bring divine freedom. And I believe in all the other weapons of God, like the Bible is so powerful, and it's what brings people to salvation. And our love, guys, we shine the light by loving, and it's very powerful. So we have all these different weapons. But this is the one, I'm talking about these gifts of the Spirit. So here's where they're listed in your Bible, 1 Corinthians 12, 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is given for the common good. So it's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It means he's doing it, not us. It bypasses here, comes out of here. It's the Holy Spirit. And we found out in lesson one, and again, if you weren't able to hear it, it will, it will change your perspective. We found out that we're called to do the works that Jesus did, but we'll all do a little piece of it. We, we won't do every work. And, and I share some funny stories about that too. So here comes the gifts, verse eight, uh, for our common good. To one there is given through the Spirit or the Holy Spirit, the message of wisdom. Some translations say word of wisdom. Many of us are used to that from the King James. Uh, to another, the, the message or word of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. So it's coming from the Holy Spirit. It's supernatural. Listen to verse nine. To another, faith. And, and the Greek literally says the gift of faith. It's a very special gift. We'll talk about it by the same Spirit. And to another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. So they're all coming from the Holy Spirit, but it gets one over here, one over there. It goes on and says, to another, miraculous powers. This is a pretty cool one. And to another, prophecy. Most common gift. More people should flow in this than any, and I'll help you understand it. And to another, distinguishing between spirits. Uh, to another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to another, interpretation of tongues. So we'll talk about all that. I don't want to take time just reading it to talk about it. And then listen to verse 11. All these are the work of one and the same Holy Spirit. He gives them to each one 
just as he determines. So I can't control them, but I'll tell you what, you can be an open vessel, and we'll talk about that. You, 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 you can open yourself up to be used by God in these areas. So uh, scholars divide these into three groups, so let's just see the groups. Um, speaking gifts, they say something, guys, it's prophecy, speaking in other tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And then there's the power gifts, they do something. Gift of faith, gifts of healing, workings of miracles. These are gonna be less common, but uh, people will operate in them, but more people will operate in, in these speaking gifts and then also the revelation gifts. Here's the third one. They reveal something, they show you something. Uh, it's a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. So I wanna go through these. We'll start with the power gifts. I do wanna say, I know a lot of you, and some of you are like me, some of you I don't know, but you're still like me. Um, I just, I'm a thinker, right? I'm kind of an intellectual, but not a really smart one. But, but I am an intellectual, right? I process everything. And when you're like me, these things are hard. They're hard to flow in because you're thinking too hard, right? And God doesn't want us to stop thinking, but he wants us to use our common sense. But some of you, you think, I can't do this. And I want to tell you that if I can flow in some of these, Anybody can, because I'm thinking things through a little bit too much all the time. So let, let's talk about the gift of faith, right? This is a God-given infusion that enables you to believe for something beyond your personal faith level. So here's what we know about our personal faith, guys. The Bible says faith comes by hearing the scriptures. So if you read the scriptures, it's gonna produce faith in your heart. Jesus said if you can believe, all things are possible to the person that believes, right? And Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, you shall have them. That's what we call general, everyday faith. And your faith and the ceiling that it has is determined by you know, how you read the Bible, how much Bible you read. And so you know, if you read a lot of scriptures and, and you know that God promised to meet all of your needs and you're going through a time like COVID and money's tight, uh, you have confidence to pray and believe that God's gonna hear you and say, God, I have a need. I ask you to meet that need in my life. That's general faith. We all have levels. They're all different, right? This is a gift of faith. And this is way, way different. This is when God gives you faith for the moment that's way higher than your faith. And, and I've watched it work through people over the years. And I have a story, my brother Michael and his wife Barb. This is such a good one, I, I wanted to share it. Uh, they were like 20 or 21 and they had their first baby. It was Michael Jr. And Michael was born with half his intestines outside his body. So the doctors tell Mike and Barb, uh, we're gonna try a surgery, but no one has ever, no baby's ever made it through this surgery. We just, we don't want you to get your hope up. Probably not gonna make it, but we're gonna give it a shot. So Mike and Barb wanna pray, and Mike's saying, you know, my faith just isn't, you know, he doesn't have, get, you know, get this back inside kind of faith and that type of thing. But Mike said as they went to pray, something just flooded him. He said it came in. It's like an infusion. And he said he, he literally commanded his son to live. And, and he said, I could never do that by myself. A couple hours later, the doctors come back and they go, we, we, this is a miracle. I mean, the guy's gonna live and he's almost 40 years old, getting close to 40 now. That is a gift of faith. And 
I've noticed sometimes, like with Michael, he doesn't operate in it all the time, but it's kind of like sometimes when, when you love somebody and you care about someone, it's kind of like sometimes God will let something randomly work through you just to help another person. So you can't control it, but it's cool when it shows up. Here's gifts of healings. You ready for this one? It's the healing power of God instantly healing sickness or disease through a Christian vessel. And this is different than us praying for someone for healing. Um, you know, in James it says, if any sick among you call for the elders of the church, let them pray over them. And then it says, the prayer offered in faith will do what? It will heal the sick and the Lord will raise them up. So we have our people that pray in service all the time at the end of service, Borman and Warren. And, uh, and I always, we always say we teach you know, believe God for miracles every time. But we're praying with general faith, but it's cool when these gifts show up. Pastor Rick Fritz has the gift of healing often. He was at the Warren campus two weeks ago. That's why I bring his name up. And I was talking to people in the lobby last week, and they're telling me some instant healings that they had when he prayed for them. They're telling me how long the lines were out the door, too, waiting. And, and, and I'm excited when I see this gift work. So, this has nothing to do with the faith of the person being prayed for. They don't have to believe. And this has nothing to do with the person's praying's faith. This is just the Holy Spirit. And it's an amazing thing. And uh, I'll tell you a story about this. This is one of my favorites. I probably shared it years ago, but I have to share it again. Uh, one of my associate pastors years ago, uh, we had a guest minister, and he came to see me uh, in the afternoon before the service. And he goes, do you have any toothpaste? And I said, yeah, sure, I thought he wanted to brush his teeth. And so I give him the toothpaste, and he says, brother, he goes, I have an exposed nerve in my teeth, my tooth, and he said, it is aching. And he said, I keep putting off going to, to, to get it fixed. He says, and I can't live with it, but I notice if I put a little dab of toothpaste on, I didn't know that. He says, it kind of takes some of the pain away. I said, we have guests who prays for people for healing. I said, you need to go up tonight. He goes, ah, he's really private person. He goes, ah, I'll be going to the dentist, right? And, and so the meeting comes. This guy uh, is teaching, and, he, and, and, and this, this, this associate is in the second row. I'm right in front of him. He's one chair in. And this guy's teaching, and he just stops. And he says, there's someone in this row. He points down to the second row. He said, you have a terrible toothache. He said, God wants to heal it. Now, he's operating in what we call a word of wisdom. We'll look at that in a second. But my associate just puts his head down. He won't respond. And I'm like, I'm turning around going, come on, come on. He's like, no, very private. So then this guy, this guy, he opens his mouth. I mean, it was kind of, uh, uh, you know, odd. And he, he points to the tooth. And he's looking right at this row. He goes, it's this tooth right here. And then finally the associate gets up. And, and he prays for him. He's instantly healed. All pain goes. But he goes back to his oral surgeon or dentist, whichever one. And the guy says, it's no longer exposed. It's like a miracle. And, and, and it's like, whoa, you know, that's a gift of healing. You can't control it, but it's awesome when it works. And then how about this one, guys? Miracles. It's an intervention by God in the everyday, ordinary course of nature. I like to say God supersedes the laws of nature. So, you know, when Jesus walked on water, he wasn't walking on rocks like uh, Jim and Tony. Um, it, God superseded nature. You, you can't walk on water. It's a miracle, right? Um, when Jesus turned water into wine, that's superseding the laws of nature. That's a miracle. When the loaves and the fishes were multiplied, that's superseding, uh, you know, the laws of nature. I mean, you can't multiply food, but they did. That's a miracle. And you can read in the Bible, this happens a lot from cover to cover, Old Testament, New Testament. 
But this is probably the one that the most shenanigans happens with, okay? Uh, Charlatans, I should say. And I wanna just go over some of them, some of the counterfeit things I see, and I'll explain why. This is for young Christians, so uh, nobody pulls you in, right? Because uh, there, there's some guys out there like Jim and Tony in my story. So, so here's one, uh, gold dust appearing on a body or falling on an audience. And this has happened in the past. And my big question is why? What, what, why? The second question is, has it ever happened in the Bible? You know, when you look at Peter, and you look at Paul, and you look at Jesus, nothing's ever happened to their bodies when it comes to miracles. Nothing ever happened to their bodies. And people will say, but we're supposed to do greater works. Well, remember from last week, that's volume, not type, right? So greater works kind of, I, I can come up with anything, right? And so these guys always go away. You know why they go away? Because they're, they're fake. They always go away. And, and you never hear about them again. And then there's feathers appearing. There's this uh, lady minister. Uh, she had feathers appearing in her services, and she said they were angel feathers. So I didn't know angels had feathers, you know? And, and they would just show up in a service. And, and so it, it's making some Christian magazines, as it always does. And, and, and the internet wasn't there like it is today. And she was going into a town, and a pastor friend I, I had, um, he, he took his cameras in and he filmed it. And then he took one of the, one of the angel feathers and took it to a major university in his town. And so uh, he took the film and he slow-moed it, and you could see her. She, she was like a magician. She could slide a hand. She pulled it out of her pocket, but slow-mo, you see it happen. And, 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 and then the test said it was everyday goose feathers from a pillow, and that ministry didn't last long neither, guys, but some people just want the fame, some want bigger offerings, okay? Um, then there's glory clouds appearing, and you know, I believe in the glory of God. In the Old Testament, the glory cloud would come in a room, uh, or actually in the temple, it didn't happen often, but it, it would say they couldn't even stand, and it looked like fog. So I'll see things on the internet where someone's you know, filming during worship the ceiling of their church and say, look, there's a cloud there. If you look real close, it's the glory cloud. And then you find out it's steam. You know, it's, it's just people don't know what miracles are. Why would God do that? Does he want that? What is he going to do that for? That will stroke the ego, ego of the church, and then they're going to get way off because of that. Um, how about bleeding hands? This guy had hands that would bleed. They found out his blood vessels were really close and he, uh, in his hands, and if he pushed them, blood would come out. Uh, so there's always something behind some of these things. How about statues that bleed or produce tears? I've watched that since I was a kid. And here's what I always say. If they're not giving an altar call saying Jesus is the only way to heaven, it's hype. It's either hype or it's demonic. And you and I need to understand that. This is not what miracles are supposed to be. And I hate to go negative. I don't want to be Joe Lowe here, uh, you know, like Debbie Downer. I don't want to be that. But, but guys, I want to protect some young Christians, okay? And, and then this last one just happened. It's a Bible that has oil coming out of it. And, and someone sent me a link, and I looked at it. I thought, wow, that, that just, why would God do it? And the guy's not sharing Jesus or anything, right? And then, you know what happened today with the internet? You do not want to, you do not want to try to jive anybody. Uh, somebody investigated him, found out he was going towns, towns away and buying, I think it was tractor oil, and it was all rigged up. That's why those things disappear. Somebody finds them out. And, and it's just crazy, right? So miracles have a purpose, all right? And I've never operated in a miracle. Uh, if God wanted me to, I'd, I'd love to walk on Mosquito Lake. I really would, so... Um, <laughs> 
But why? Why would I do it? I had, I had, God would have to have me do it so I could say, Jesus is alive, he's resurrected, right? That's, that's why those things happen. Let's talk about the revelation gifts. Um, the word of wisdom. It's a supernatural revelation or knowing of a future event, purpose, or plan. This is what prophets operate in. And, and then it goes on to say, or wisdom to help someone in their current situation. So I grew up with the first part of this definition. But then for the last 20 years, I've been praying. Just, if you look up the word wisdom, it just means wisdom. That's all it means. Uh, it's the Greek word for wisdom. And, and I, for 20 years, I've noticed in my life, this gift operates like the first part, where, where you kind of see something coming in the future. Uh, and God uses, usually warns us with something like that. But he also might want to let us, you know, he might want to give somebody some vision, some hope. But I've noticed for 20 years, I can be in a meeting, a room, talking to someone, and, I, and I'm hearing their problems or we're dealing with a problem, and all of a sudden out of here, just the, the solution just comes, it just bubbles up. It's not here. And I'll just have a solution bubble up. And, and, and I never say, thus saith the Lord, the Lord said. And I, I hate, I don't like to pull the God card, right? It's, you know, even if you don't, I never say God told me. I, I just don't, I don't want to do that. I might say it afterwards when it's all settled, right? That God showed me this or that. But guys, I'll just, I'll just say what I see. And, and you can see the relief come on their face. Or if I'm in a meeting, everybody goes, they don't even want to debate it. They go, that's good, let's do it. And, and, and it's just a cool thing. Now, I can tell you, many of you have this happening, and you don't even know it's a gift of the Spirit. And, and God will just give you wisdom for somebody else, for your kids. And it's an amazing, amazing gift. But then there are times when God will show you a future event, something's coming. Sometimes he just wants you to pray over it, but sometimes he needs you to share it with somebody, and it's an awesome gift. Typically, prophets operate this way, and this is important for you to see. So uh, take a look at this. It's, it's Acts 9, 11, let me see, I skipped, Acts eleven twenty seven. 27. Uh, it was about the same time that some prophets came to Antioch from Jerusalem, so these guys were plugged into the church at Jerusalem, and this is really important. It means that they had a history. It means that what they would say came to pass. They were proven. Because what they're about to say, I would never act on it if I didn't know who was saying it, right? So it goes on in verse 28. One of them named Agabus, and he's in, he's in Acts three times with prophecies about future things, uh, stood up. And one day, and prompted by the Holy Spirit, warned that a severe famine was about to devastate the country. The famine eventually came during the rule of Claudius. So it, it wasn't happening, it was going to happen. Think about that, verse 29. So the disciples, they had to really have a trust in him, decided that each of them would send whatever they could to their fellow Christians in Judea where it was going to happen to help them out. That's a cool gift. It's not always for some future disaster that's coming, but, uh, and sometimes when God shows you something, he just wants you to pray about it. But then sometimes it's just God wanting you to confirm something that he's already dealing with someone's heart about and to speak that into their lives. It's, it's a beautiful gift. How about this one? A, a word of knowledge. It's a supernatural revelation or knowing of past or present events. And it's just like God helps you know something that you can't see or hear, somebody doesn't tell you. And I like this because sometimes someone might be speaking to me in a lobby. I don't counsel anymore, so I wanna make sure you know that. I don't have time. But, but, but 
Uh, I could be talking to someone, family. Could, but you know how sometimes people don't tell you everything? Um, they just don't tell you everything. And sometimes they're just, they don't, they don't feel you need to know. Maybe they're ashamed. I get it. But sometimes someone's talking to me, uh, and, and I'll just know, I'll, I'll know the root. It just comes to me. It just, it's not here. It just comes. And, and, and I'll say, don't say it to the Lord again. I, I just begin to speak the answer without even addressing what I see. And you just see the peace of God come on people. Um, and it's just an amazing thing. There's some of you that are already flowing in that. I want to encourage you to nurture it and allow it to flow more. But also, I want to tell you something. Over the years, when, when, when you're pastor of Charismatic Church, us charismatic pastors get together, and we, we, we kind of smile and laugh over some of these things. But something that happens a lot is someone will come up to you in maybe a grocery store, maybe a lobby, and, and, and you may know them, you may not know them that well, but you know they come to church, and they, they look at you, and they go, Pastor, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you sure? I, I mean, I'm picking something up. There's a problem in your life. And so uh, I go, no, there's no problem. I know I'm picking it up. Are you sure? Are you in sin? And so here's what I always say. This is how I minister. They're sincere, but they haven't been taught. Listen, I always say, listen, first of all, God's not going to show you any problem in my life if I don't know you because I won't listen anyway. But, but, but you're, you're going to have to have, you're going to have to be somebody I really respect. So he's not going to show you anything in detail. And I would lie to you anyway. Like, I mean, I was like, no, nothing's going on. I'm not going to tell you what the problems are in my life. But, but, but here's what I say to him. I say, listen, I'm like you. I have storms hitting me every day. And in being a pastor, I have extra storms hitting me. And I think God's laying me on your heart to pray for me, to strengthen me. And so I say, I don't have any big deals going on, but maybe one's coming. Pray for me. And, and it always helps people. God's probably showing you guys some things, and I don't want you to get the gift of suspicion going. Like, mm, it's even, when, I, when I feel it, it just feels bad. I know something's going wrong in your life, right? Please. It's just God wanting to help you uh, pray for somebody. So here's a true story. Years ago, at, at the time, our, our student pastor, Michael Roberts Jr., who, who's married to Pastor Dom and Tony's daughter, Gabby, um, he was an incredible student pastor, but he came to me one day and he said, I haven't told a soul, nobody knows this, but Gabby and I feel we're to move on and I wanted to give you time to pray about who the next person is. So I'm like, thank you, Michael. He goes, don't tell a soul. I said, have you told your leader? I haven't told anybody. And, and when people tell me that, if Gina's not in the room, I won't even tell her because I'm afraid I might just, you know, I just make a decision. I am not telling one soul, right? So I don't tell anybody. But a week later, my son David comes up to me and David was a leader in the student ministry. So Mike was a supervisor, Pastor Mike. And, and so Dave comes up and he says, Dad, I, every time I get around Mike, I pick up, he's leaving. He goes, are you picking that up? And I go, no, no, I'm not picking anything up, buddy. And I'm like hoping he doesn't ask me because that's an ethical dilemma. Do I say, no, I don't know anything, Dave. Uh, but he just asked me if I was picking it up. So I go, no, nah, I'm not picking anything up. But I, and I said what I say to other people. I said, Dave, God might be showing you something where he wants you to pray for Mike and Gabby because he might want you to knock some barriers down that they're going to face and just pray for them. So Dave's like, okay, Dad. And later when he found out, he goes, Dad, did you really know? He said, yeah. 
I did, Dave, but I, I promised Mike I wouldn't tell you, right? So here's another one, discerning of spirits, right? And I didn't know it by the gift, I just knew it um, because Michael told me. Discerning of spirits. This is the ability to, to know, see, or hear uh, the spirit, uh, hear the spirit world. This can include seeing Jesus, angels, demons, and human spirits. It's like when someone goes to heaven and they see people up there. You and I cannot see into the spirit realm. Okay, but there are angels. Every one of you brought uh, probably two guardian angels in. That's pretty cool, right? Um, they're probably having some angel cappuccino keeping an eye on you, but you're pretty safe here, right? Uh, but they're in the room, but you can't see them. And that's pretty cool. And the only way to see them is this God opens your eyes up. So remember when Peter was in prison and an angel pops in? That's his discerning of spirits. He's eight, that means to see. Uh, or to know, and he sees the angel, and the angel says, hey, he says, I'm gonna get you out of here, and his chains fall, all the doors open, everybody's in a deep sleep, God kind of put them out, you know, and, and Peter just walks out, or an angel comes and gives somebody a message. You know, in the Bible, when we read about someone casting the devil out, uh, that's just God showing them that someone had a demon in them, and then they have the confidence then to say, come out in the name of Jesus, and so that's how these things work, um, I want to be honest, I've never had them work in my life, uh, and so I, I just want to make that clear. I really don't care if they ever work in my life, because it's a little spooky to me, right? But now, if God wanted to send an angel to give me a message, that's great. But over the years, I've heard people say, people have come up to me, I should say. They go, I saw an angel last night. So I always have to ask questions like, go, yeah, tell me about it. When, when I was in my room, and it was like a shadow, but I know it was an angel. So I always say, what did they say to you? Nothing. I go, it wasn't an angel. It's your imagination or something uh, because angels never appear unless they're giving a message from the throne. And if they're giving you a message from the throne, that's serious, right? And that's a big deal. And I, I don't think I'm a big enough deal for God to give me a message from the throne. So, so, or people will say, I think they have a demon in them. Well, did God show you? If he shows you, you'll know. If you see it, you'll know. So these are gifts we have to be careful with. There's some people that operate in them and I think it's awesome. Let's, let's finish out by talking about the speaking gifts. This one, most common gift, I think, in the body of Christ, and, and I'll show you why in our last verse, but it's prophecy. It means speaking forth by the Holy Spirit in your language. It denotes a flowing forth or a bubbling forth like a fountain. Now, this can be confusing because you know when Agabus spoke, we would, we would say that what he said was a prophecy. And so I don't want to be a word police. I, I don't want you feeling like, I don't know, how do I describe this? I just want to help you understand this gift. So this gift is not foretelling, okay? And here's how you know. Listen to this scripture, 1 Corinthians 14, 3. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. It's an exhortation gift. And it's really common. And it's something you, sh you probably are operating in. Some of you have probably operated in. And it's just something not from here, but coming from here where uh, scriptures will bubble up and then you'll have a sentence in front, a sentence in the middle, and you exhort someone. You just exhort them. It's a beautiful, beautiful gift. And I don't operate in a lot, but it's happened a few times. There was a service once. It's never happened again. I got up after worship and I rapped for five minutes. And it rhymed. I felt like Joe the Rapper. And it, was, it never happened again, but it was like, it, it just came from here. And I'm like, woo, this is fun. And it's just never happened again. But guys, there are some of you that you are gifted in this area, many of you, and it's just you exhorting. And sometimes our head will try to stop us, but it's a gift from heaven. Hey, those of you that are worship people, you sing, 
Uh, God, God gives singers this gift where uh, words will bubble up and you begin to sing those words and they didn't come from here like most songwriting does. And sometimes it's not a song, it's just an exhortation. But some people have songs come this way and it just bubbles up. So I wanna encourage you. Are we living in a time where people need exhortation, comfort, edified? Yeah, and, and, and you might be out with your kids, with a friend, talking to someone on the phone, and all of a sudden something bubbles up for here, from here for you to exhort them. And I just wanna encourage you to begin to let those things, don't say that, stay at the Lord, it puts a lot of pressure on you, right? Just, just say, hey, and just speak it to them, and they're gonna say, whoa, that was life, that really changed my life. Very powerful gift. Now, tongues and interpretation actually equal prophecy if you have them together. So let's just talk about those. Tongues is speaking forth by the Holy Spirit in another language unknown to the speaker. You can have a prayer language but not be gifted to speak in a corporate setting, right? And then interpretation of tongues is the ability to interpret or know what was spoken out in an unknown tongue. So I like to say it this way. The two of these together equal prophecy. Prophecy is a dime. Tongues is a nickel. Uh, Interpretation is a nickel, so if you use them together, they equal prophecy. And we know that from the scripture. Take a look at this, 1 Corinthians 14, 5. I would like every one of you uh, to speak in tongues. And he's talking about, you know, in your daily life, but now he's gonna take it to the service time or a connect group time. He says, but I would rather have you prophesy. He who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. And I do want to say to you guys, see how they equal? Next week, I'm going to show you the workings of these because I, I believe God has, after 37 years of ministry, has given me some wisdom on this. So we'll show you how, how does it work in church? How does it work outside of church? All these gifts. So we'll talk about that. These are the nine gifts, and God gave us nine gifts to bring divine freedom. They're really, really powerful and I want to close with this scripture. It's really important, so don't shut down because I'm not, that's some of the most powerful things I, I have to say are right now. Listen to this. First Corinthians, seriously though. First Corinthians 14. Follow the way of love. So this is coming right after chapter 13. Guys, listen to me very carefully. If you see yourself as a conduit, because you are, you're a conduit for God to flow through, or like a pipe, right? The spirit flows through you when you use the gifts. And you and I have to be very careful not to get into strife, anger, hatred, because if we do, it clogs the pipe. And that's why God says desire, or he says follow love. He says you have to make sure you're clean. So I'm living in the same world you are. You know, we're not living in different worlds. So I see some things and it makes me angry. I don't know, does that ever happen to you? It doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on, it just makes you angry, right? I see some oversteps here and some things, and, and ooh, and so God's just been dealing with me uh, for a while now. He says, Joe, when you see that, pray for those people. And you can disagree, but don't allow yourself to become bitter, angry, mad, because what happens is it brings our focus down to this level and it clogs our pipes. So uh, I had one of our beautiful dream teamers tell me on the way in, he said, I watched you last night. And he said, I have one disagreement with you. And, and, and it was just perfect. He, he said, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about loving my enemies and praying for my enemies. And, and I looked and I, I, I said, I have the same problem. We, we all do, but we can do it. And if we don't do it, if we don't, and he was just joking, having some fun with me. But, but I said, if we don't do it, 
will clog the pipes. And guys, there's a lot of Christians who have their pipes clogged. It doesn't matter what, it doesn't mean that what you're upset about is, is not correct. It's probably correct, but don't allow it to consume you. That's why he says, follow love. And then he says this, uh, he says, an eagerly desired gifts of the spirit, especially prophecy. That's why prophecy, I think, is the most common. I see it all over uh, because he says, above everyone, desire this. Why? Because it edifies and comforts and makes, makes people, uh, you know, exhorts people. It's very powerful. But the word desire, I'll talk more about it in our next lesson, but it just means, God, I want this. So I've made a practice. I wake up every morning and I say, God, I want to walk in spiritual gifts today. See, if you're angry, you don't even think about that. You're like, you know, I'm gonna turn the news on and just scream at somebody else, you know. Uh, but, but it's like, God, I just wanna operate in spiritual gifts today. And, and, I, and I don't know what they are, I can't control them, but I want you to use me, Lord God, use me. And it's just an attitude, it's a desire. Lord God, use me. And I wanna encourage you to be doing the same thing and I want to encourage you to keep your pipes clean. Again, I hope you understand, I, I, I have to clean my pipes because they, be, they can become very dirty in the climate we're living in, right? So I have to constantly say, I'm gonna, sometimes I repent every night. I'm sorry, Lord, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have thought that. But I have to stay in the love of God. So I don't want you to think I'm a holier-than-thou preacher, right? So guys, let's pray. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Father, I did my best to teach this part of the Word of God, and I pray for everyone Borman, Warren, Lord, online. And Lord, one thing we want to do right now is just clean our pipes. <laughs> Lord, we, we have legitimate reasons to be angry and upset and bothered. But Lord, help us balance that out and not be consumed with it. Let it not be the only thing that comes out of our mouth. Let it be something we give to prayer and we make a note, I don't, I don't agree with this, and Father, help us to pray for those we don't like, those that when we see them, we just want to throw something at the TV. And Father, whoever else, we just ask you to help us keep our hearts clean. And Lord, those of us that need to, we just repent and we say, Lord, we make a decision to follow after love. And now, Lord, all of us pray, we come together. And Lord, those of you that desire this, just whisper, say, we desire spiritual gifts to flow in us. Some of you might need to say, I need some help. I need to understand it better. Just be honest with God. Say, I didn't agree with the word Pastor Joe said, but if he's right, help me see it. Pray those dangerous prayers, you know. Be pliable. Say, I didn't agree with him. I don't see this. That's okay. That's okay. But say, Lord, help me if I'm wrong to see the truth. And those of you that know gifts are for today, just say, Lord, I desire them. Make it something you begin to say, Lord, I, I want this to flow in my life. And I want to ask you, about, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, online, same thing. Guys, stay in an attitude of prayer. Some of you might continue to pray a little bit about this. Maybe God's talking to you in your heart about some attitudes that need to be cleaned up, or maybe he's inspiring you that you have operating gifts he wants you to. So let's, heads are bowed, eyes are closed here, online, stay in prayer with us. Maybe you're here and you're not sure if you're forever. You're not sure if you were to die, if you'd go to heaven or hell. Man, I'm telling you, God wants to save your soul. Jesus came to die for the sins of the entire world, and he did. And he said, whoever believes in me will not perish but have everlasting life. So some of you that are listening, maybe you're visiting for the first time, maybe you don't even believe God exists, or maybe you're struggling with whether God exists or not. That's okay. I, God, God, if God is 
dealing with some of your hearts that this is your, this is your time. Some of you grew up in church, you've known about Jesus forever, but you've never had that personal acceptance of him. And I just wanna to speak to all of us and say, Jesus said, if you call on my name, I'll save you. There has to be that personal acceptance. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you say, that's me, would you pray with me right now? The rest of us, can we help, man? And those online, stay in prayer for these people and, and, and just say this after me. Help them say it. Lord God, I realize I'm sin-stained and I need a Savior. And this day, I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. You died for my sins. I receive you as Savior, and I make you Lord of my life. I make a decision, pick up my cross and follow you. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, man, the Bible says you've been born again. Your sins have been washed away. You may not feel it, but it happened. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I wanna ask you to do me a favor. If you prayed that prayer, um, the Bible says all of heaven celebrating. And that's God, and every, because you become one of God's kids. So I'm not gonna ask you to stand, get out of your seat, but if you prayed that prayer in Borman and Warren, can you let us know by just raising your hand? The rest of us are praying. Say, hey, and, and the ushers are looking, they wanna give you a Bible, so you say, I prayed that prayer, raise your hand, and, and I'm helping them look. And then if you're online and you prayed it, can you text believe to the number that's on the screen? And maybe you're in a room and you say, I'd rather do that. Just text believe to the number on the screen. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast.